Yes, here we are. We are live. Welcome and hello. This is the Thriving Intuitive Podcast, formerly known as Unlock Your Destiny. I am your host, Raven Scott, a certified meditation teacher, author, and destiny coach. At the center of everyone's being, there is abundance and a well of love. And love is the main source of energy and money and abundance and freedom. The topic that has come up over and over again in my life and the lives of other heart-centered entrepreneurs is abundance. And it brings me back to review an earth-shattering book that I read right before we bought our house called It's Not Your Money, How to Live Fully from Divine Abundance by Tasha Silver. And I feel called to host this eight-week immersive experience. We started it last Tuesday. Every Tuesday we meet. Would you like to join us in this experience? It will be a part of this membership that you either have signed up or are thinking about signing up. It's $25 a month. So even if you just joined for the immersive experience, that is a $50 experience. And that will shake your blocks with abundance by providing you a beautiful abundance prayer we're reading every day. Five divine steps to attracting abundance, deepening into your trust of the universe, and energetically clearing the obstacles that hinder abundance from flowing your way. We're going to be tending to your forgotten inner child. We're going to learn the deep secret to divine flow and embrace the practice to let the divine lead as the path is not straight and narrow on your way to abundance. So are you in? If it's a yes... Go ahead and sign up for the membership, The Thriving Intuitive at thethrivingintuitive.com forward slash membership. If you wish to align your efforts with your soul's purpose, tune in to the cosmos, gain healing tools and attracting your abundance, sign up for The Thriving Intuitive membership today. What we're going to be talking about is a little bit of Mercury retrograde and what does that mean and what's happening with the energies <laughs> in the cosmos and why are we going like feeling so have you been feeling intense Allison some intense like past stuff coming up oh yes <laughs> <laughs> it's just so so accurate it's like when you know what's coming but it's still coming it still hits you because we yeah. all have the human experience yeah all right. So if you're in the Thriving Intuitive group, I am. you are the first to see this. What is your group and what do you love to talk about in your group? What's the flavor of your group? Uh, well, it's health and wellness for the stressed out entrepreneur. And we talk about all things that, you know, if we put ourselves first, if our cup overfloweth, then we can better serve others, essentially. Oh, I love that. That's so important. And your group is called uh, health, and, health and Wellness for the Thank Stressed you. Out Entrepreneur. Okay, perfect. There's your face. I see it. Perfect. So yours <laughs> is shared to your group. Whew, good thing I asked you that. So Allison is the founder of Ignite UR Wellness, Ignite Your Wellness. And Allison specializes in helping entrepreneurs to grow their business while caring for their health and enjoying life in the process. So important. The diagnosis of Lynch syndrome and rectal cancer awakened her to sustainability of her hustle and grind lifestyle. She quickly realized for the sake of her health 
her ability to serve her patients and clients best and to show up to be the mom and wife she desired, changes were needed. Now she helps others manage their time as well. So important. And I think that's just the true case, right? It was like a huge sign. Mm -hmm. Our bodies show us those signs of, Mm -hmm. you know, unbalance. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I think sometimes I hear, and I don't think is true for everyone, but I think a lot of like very intuitive people and empaths, we get the weird stuff. Like (laughs) we take on other people's burdens or things just show up in our bodies as like messages and signs. And so then, you know, we end up with like the weird health stuff going on. And what do we do? The mystery illnesses, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I remember one time being um, ill and I thought I had mono. Yeah. And I, it was totally undiagnosable. They're like, there's nothing here. Like we're testing everything and there's nothing here. I'm like, I swear, I don't feel good. It's just so interesting. Right. It was that, and that was a time when I was really pushing myself. I was burnt out. I was doing a physical type of a job with horses outside and Mm. it was really hard on my body. And then there was some traumatic stuff going on. So then there was the emotional aspect, like this really, really negative person was trying to take down my business, which she ended up eventually succeeding just because it wasn't the right path for me. But Mm. I, I really tried to persevere through it. And, but Mm. right. All of that negative energy was really, Mm. really burdening. Yeah. Yeah. Mystery illness. Right. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, and it's so true. And there's a time and place for Western medicine. And I, of course, I'm so grateful that they were able to catch, you know, my genetic mutation and catch the cancer early enough or it wasn't, um, you know, I didn't have chemo and radiation that really changes things. I did need a surgery at the time, but yeah, it was huge. So um, I'm very appreciative to Western medicine, but there has been times like uh, last summer, I was in the hospital for a week and uh, I was I was almost on a ventilator, couldn't breathe. I was in the PCU um, for for a few days, and it was serious. Like they were thinking, like big scary diagnoses, like Guillain Barre, ALS, um, Mastinius gravis, and of course, fortunately, nothing showed up. And uh, then I thought I was crazy. <laughs> Oh, you're like, oh, okay, now what? <laughs> the <laughs> good news and the bad case. news. Right, right. But, oh. and, you know, I work through that and, you know, it's like I heal and I work with my practitioners. And so um, sometimes, you know, I think for us that are more on the sensitive side of things, whether we, you know, I have my doctorate, so I, I believe in science and I value that, but it's not the end all be all, which leads us to, you know, what we're talking about today in terms of how sometimes our energies are pushing and forcing, or, you know, if we're not on the path and, you know, doing things, you know, for connecting to source being on our path, then sort of weird things can kind of pop up and, and what to do with it. And some of that really does come. I've learned, I've actually wrote down six points that I've learned along the way about how to work with my sensitivities. And I'm really just starting to connect more with like this empath side of me. I've always known that I've been really sensitive even as a child, like my two nicknames from my family members were uh, over, she's just sensitive. 
You heard that all the time. She's just sensitive. And then uh, Gumby, like, because I was extremely hypermobile. And so for me, how my sensitivity shows up is that I, 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 I lack boundaries physically, energetically, my schedule. Um, and I literally allow myself to be pulled in all these different directions. And I'm, I'm lacking almost integrity to stay connected to my source, my gifts, my authenticity and <laughs> rooted to me, my purpose and, you know, holding what's sacred to me. So that's really been my work recently. And when when I am in that, I can have, I have six points that helps me to do that. Then I'm not getting injured as much. Weird health stuff doesn't show up as much. Um, and I'm, I'm doing what I say. Like, I really believe practicing what I preach. So I really can't, my business is much more successful, much more profitable. And I'm enjoying life in the process. I'm not like hustling, grinding and, and burning it out, <laughs> getting burned out. That's so important because, yeah, I think we all tend to do that where we're pushing, pushing. And that's what I always talk about a lot with like, are you following your human design strategy? Because if mm -hmm. you're not, then it's going to feel really off and you're going to get frustrated. You're going to burn out. You're going to, you know, not be happy and then give up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And I think that absolutely aligns with being in tuned and listening to your higher source and your intuition and slowing down uh, yeah which that's my you know that's my big word <laughs> right is slowing down yes yeah, slow uh -huh. down do you say that a lot slow down oh yes yeah i even have like multiple podcasts with a variation of the theme of doing nothing actually creates more mm. you know like whether it be like revenue in your business, abundance, love, whatever it is that you're really seeking and looking for, how slowing down actually helps that process. And actually, yesterday, this is one of my points, I had this really wonderful conversation with my naturopath. Because um, personally, just a few months ago, something popped up on my CAT scan, because I'm still being monitored by Western medicine, it's my genetic thing and my history of cancer. So this growth popped up on my CAT scan and long story short, after several months of being monitored, the oncologist is like, okay, well, the good news is this isn't an oncology concern, but it's still a GI concern. So I've kind of met the wall of what Western medicine can be done, which is two, two solutions. They have antibiotics. I don't fit. I don't want, if I did fit the profile, then I would do it, but I, I don't. And two, surgery, which I, again, don't want, but if I absolutely needed, then I would do, but it's a, it's a really big invasive surgery. So, you know, then I'm like, okay, thank you, Western Medicine, for helping. Now I'll work with my naturopath, and her name's Amy Chadwick, so I just want to credit her work. But we had this really beautiful conversation on how, you know, there's a lot of studies, there's a lot of um, talk, I guess you could say, about how we're wired as humans towards survival hmm. and we act out of a lot of our brain's capacity our nervous system's capacity of trying to keep us safe right mm -hmm. and that can show up as like forcing and pushing or certain fears um not staying true to our boundaries which is a huge energy leak um all, all these different 
ways, um, not saying truths to ourselves, not respecting our schedule, even maybe what we might eat or not eat, which can drain our energy or not. And we are wired in some ways, right, as humans to keep ourselves safe. However, she pointed out this other concept about how we're also wired as humans for beauty, for we have all these senses, which with a palette of different like degrees of, for example, to be able to taste food. If you're going to eat into a plum, you will taste a bit of sweetness. You'll taste, if you actually slow down what you were saying and, and take the time to like feel into the food you're eating, like it's vibrational quality, how your digestive system, how you react or don't react to the food. Like, and also you'll taste like it's tartness. You know, mm. it's, it's hard skin, but yet soft and tender inside it's sweetness. It's different textures, right? We have this palette and wide ability to take in all these different senses yet, which will help flood ourselves with endorphins, which is almost the opposite of, you know, being in survival mode and fear and sympathetic response a hundred percent and ramped up, right? Whereas when mm -hmm. endorphins are on the scene, then we're down regulating and we can breathe and we have spaciousness and we have more energy. And so it was a really great reminder. And I think her, her work really is bringing to light. Yes, we do have this survival mechanism, but we also have this other mechanism. And I just loved that. And it, again, was a wonderful reminder on the importance of slowing down and how it can actually fuel us instead of like, we're just not doing anything, which I think is like sometimes a product of our society that values yeah. more, 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 more. <laughs> Misconception. Yes. And that's why I think a lot of people fear, you know, the word if they're following astrology, but they're not super into it or, you know, like they don't do a lot of research, but they like catch little catchphrases like, oh no, Mercury retrograde. But actually what it is, is exactly what you talked about. It's the, it's the yin part, right? Yin and yang. Mm. Yang is that pushing and the energy and the yin is that, that beauty of just slowing down, enjoying life, the Taurus energy, you know, more of the feminine and not to say that feminine at all are what we might be scared of when we slow down, like laziness, all the negative connotations, right? Stagnation, nothing's going to happen, fear of missing out, all of those things, they're, they trigger, right, within us this fear of slowing down. But I think it's important. I also talk in my coaching process of like, there's a growth process in your business, of growing and gathering people in your community or even in just in your personal life, like you want to meet a new friend. And then there's also mm. this time where there's this like relaxing and um, it's called like, so it's a regenerative time. You're kind of stopping with the pushing and you're just being and you're just experiencing everyone new that you just met and you're learning and you're just being and you're slowing down and you're rejuvenating yourself as well. And there's this push and pull and that's mm -hmm. what I love. And the, the planets are even showing us. It's a perfect example oh. that what we should be doing, right? Mercury retrograde is the yin. Mercury retrograde is the slow down. And sometimes it forces us to slow down because technology breaks down or, <laughs> you know, we have glitches or right. things like that. Um, 
And it forces us to be more retrospective and to think back what needs to be revisited, what needs to be rehashed or thought through more properly because we pushed so fast and so hard and we didn't quite think all the way through to make sure that it was really something that's, you know, going to come to fruition. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I don't know that I love hearing your talk on Mercury retrograde and the planets. Like I work with someone and she's, um, knows a ton about Vedic astrology. And I, I just, I, I just love to hear and listen because that I don't know a lot about, but what I experience personally, sometimes, especially when technology goes awry or I have like the schedule lined up in such a way where I'm like, yes, today is going to be awesome because it's all going to work out perfectly. And then like something goes to crap. <laughs> yeah. And, and then it's an opportunity to take a step back and be like, wait a minute. Am I like succumbing to victim mentality? Is something happening to me, right? Mm -hmm. And then I can say, ah, why me, right? And like, <laughs> yes. Or I can take a step back, as you say, and kind of like I always, when I get to that point when I feel like I'm, I'm pushing up against something, or something is just, it doesn't feel right, it feels off, or again, I'm, I'm getting some kind of health thing. I always stop and I reflect, well, like, how did I get here? Because sometimes I always have a choice, right? I have, like when Facebook was down, like I have a choice to, yes, I can use Facebook to grow my business. I can use Facebook to connect. I can use Facebook for all these wonderful things, but maybe I was getting too reliant on Facebook or maybe mm -hmm. I was spending too much time on social media and I need to unplug and get outside more like and realizing like, okay, I do have a choice sometimes. And it might not always be the choice that I desire, meaning I don't like either of the choices <laughs> that is presenting at the moment. However, as I learned is sometimes if we can like go, like realize we have the choice, it's a way to take our power back it's a way to empower ourselves, uh, get control back, which is a very energizing thing where, you know, victim mentality, like, you know, just kind of like, why me giving your power to circumstances outside yourself is a very draining and exhausting thing. Whereas if you can take it power back and realize, okay, this is, this is what's happening right now, right in the world in for me, for my reality, like, and what's my choice? And I might not like the choice, but this choice that I don't necessarily like or desire may lead to the, the big picture goal, dream or vision, which I really do desire. So it's like just keeping to put one foot in front of the other and coming back to, okay, what, what do I have control over right now? What is, what are the choices in front of me? And for me, that can be very helpful. Like, yeah, cancer was not desirable, but it did bring with it. And it's hard for me to say because I don't want to rely on cancer again to create these gifts, right? So that's my work is like coming to realize like my Lynch syndrome, my story. But at the time, like uh, the cancer did bring a lot of awareness to yeah. ways I could live differently. And now, it's like, okay, how can I create that without that drama? <laughs> yeah. Yes. This is my wake up call. And now let's do it in a nice, subtle way, please. <laughs> yes. 
But isn't that the human experience? It's always like so much, so much kind of bombards us that the wake up call for most of us needs to be pretty intense. Sometimes. Sometimes. <sighs> yes. Yes. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so I, I think it's interesting as well that you're you're talking about when things that are bad happen to you, that it's not something that it's the victim, like, oh my gosh, this just happened to me. I think it's a great opportunity, like you said, to, you know, we talk a lot about around the new moon is like, you know, plant mm. the seed of intention, mm. plant the seed mm-hmm. of intention. But I think you can do that at any time. You know, mm-hmm. you can do that in that moment where you're like, I do not intend to be a victim anymore. I intend to take my power, revisit whatever's happened. Maybe this is happening to me because I'm constantly, you know, in this certain emotional pattern and you need to wake up and shift out of it. Or this is just, I'm always ignoring myself, not taking, you know, better care of what I eat. And therefore this is happening. So I get to wake up and I get to make a new intention to Mm -hmm. eat better, to slow down, to enjoy life. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And it's like connecting. Sometimes I think affirmations and mantras are really beautiful things, right? As we like try to shift away from maybe emotional patterns or thinking patterns or living patterns that aren't serving us and maybe shifting into new patterns, we try to latch on to, you know, an affirmation or something we've heard uh, from someone else, but then we try to force it into us and Mm. then we might not believe it a hundred percent. So it's like putting on shoes that are just the wrong size, right? They don't, they don't fit us and they probably feel uncomfortable and give us blisters. So then we almost like kind of reject and, and don't want that. And so it's for me, what I've learned from the practitioners that I work with is like trying to go a layer deeper where the beliefs and the thoughts are there's some beliefs and thoughts that might be deep down that we do actually believe that we just need to strengthen and keep those in our mind's eyes so we're Mm. putting on the shoes or the clothes that actually fit us and feel authentic to us because there there are our beliefs there are our own beliefs there are our own realizations and our own truths right so then we can latch on to that and, um, and that can help to, so I have a morning kind of protocol that I do that helps to really protect my own energetic boundaries and, and remind myself of these beliefs of the direction that I want to go. And some of that is, uh, just, it, it, it's a process of first, I, I work with myself energetically in the fact that And I'm sure a lot of your people know, um, and I am just, uh, I was taught this 20 years ago when I first started my massage practice, I worked next door to an angel practitioner. And it was the first Mm. time I've, I heard of such a thing. I just saw something fly by above your head when you said angel practitioner. How magical was that? I just got goosebumps. Wow, that's crazy. I love that. (laughs) Thank you, Spirit, for being with us. Thank you. Thank we are here. <laughs> Go on. Sorry, you were saying. I did too. I was like, I thought it was a fan. And then I was like, I don't have a fan here. Yeah. No, yeah, Donna saw that too. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. 
<laughs> so like they're said, here I'm with just... us. They're always here with us, but they just had to show us that they're Thank actually you. here with us. Thank you. So oh. yeah, I had I'm learning this still. I, I think some of your um practitioners probably have a lot more experience than I. Um, but she taught me 20 years ago how to seal in my energy with um, a bubble, right? Mm. And because as a massage therapist, I used to uh, take on other people's energy. For example, yeah. like they would have stomach stuff and all of a sudden I would have stomach stuff. And I began to recognize like when they say they have a migraine and then I show up at home with a migraine later that it wasn't mine. It's not mine, not my burden to carry. And, you know, most likely maybe, you know, they in some way have to let it go too, but how to work with all this. I, I had no idea about any of this. And so she first taught me this and I was very um, committed, I guess you could say, and um, consistent about doing it at that time. And then I went to PT school, which it was like, again, I value my learning and getting my doctorate. And there's a lot of people in my group here that are very Western medicine science. So some of this stuff might be like kind of out there for them. But I promise like, there's, I think a lot of them too. I think sometimes the reason why we get into working with people is because we do have like this ability to connect with people and serve in some way. So there is this essence of them within them, there might be some tidbits that they can take with them when they are have a busy schedule and working with people back to back to back. I love that our angels are everywhere. Um, so I, I did this, I did this bubble seal and then I kind of lost it and fell out of the practice when I went to PT school. And then just recently I've been reminded of that right now. And so that is part of, especially as someone that is more sensitive of sealing myself in, in the morning and, you know, releasing what's not mine, taking back my own power um, in, in, in this bubble type formation. And then um, I have my beautiful crystals, which I really gotten into, and I'll work myself through the, the chakras and see what comes up. And that's the time where I connect into those affirmations, those beliefs that are mine, having to do with my chakras to, to realign them. So that's how I actually bring it into my morning practice, those beliefs, like it, it is safe for me to show up and be visible, like it is safe for me to be whole and 100% heal. For me, a lot of it is safety. Safety might not like resonate with you, but what does, right? And that's for you to figure out. And then um, I have some like questions and journaling I do in the morning that's next. So I actually, um, I connect to source, I, I connect to like my purpose. I connect to my people, what do they need to hear? And um, I connect to uh, the beliefs of what I'm offering, how I'm showing up and I'm serving and how those bring value. And so, so I do all this work in the morning and it can vary from anywhere, depending on the day, like 15, 20 minutes to a full hour. That's very luxurious. And, you know, looking back like a year ago, if I ever thought of like taking a whole hour or more in the morning to do this work first, before I did post it on social media, before I did like my to-do list, like that, it's like shocking, you know, like, yeah, there's almost like, I feel like some people listening are like panic stricken, like, oh my gosh, I'm going to miss out if I do that. But it's going back to what we just were talking about is slowing down and doing that quote unquote 
nothing, which you're not yeah. doing. You're doing like some intense self-pouring love energy work for yourself in the morning before. So your cup is full to serve everybody. Yeah. hundred uh, percent. Is yeah. that one of your points on your list? We should probably get yeah. to your list by the way. It okay, sure. Yeah, it is. Okay. No, and I, I have it there, but you know, it's all about, I think these things, these conversations are a, a bit about flow too. Cause being intuitive, I think so. yeah. we've already landed on some of them. So Perfect. it's there for a guide, but we don't have to like go bullet point by bullet point. But yeah, that is one that is that's I have is number one, because it is now the first thing I do every day. Um, it is my morning routine. Yeah. And I think it's beautiful. It's also there's a, probably other people thinking, yeah, that sounds really beautiful. Thriving intuitives type below if that morning routine sounds beautiful and luxurious. Or if it sounds like you're panicking and you're yeah. FOMOing over there. So type in the comments and let us know. I was 100% there. I was 100% there. Really, I really would just start 10 minutes or so. I'm just like, okay, I'm going to just do this one thing. And eventually I started building evidence of how that one thing was really impacting uh, mm. my, my life, my business in um, uh beneficial ways and as and, and I started to accumulate more evidence which then maybe realize okay this is truth this is the the direction I need to go so then I just started adding adding in more layers to that and then it brought up some interesting conversations for example like with my husband and our mm. own you know schedule and time boundaries and and how he supports you know, he, he believes in that, that motto of happy wife, happy life. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever goes, goes, whatever, honey. <laughs> yeah. Right. That too. That's nice. <laughs> yes. And so, and, but you know, it's not always like he has his own boundaries and such too. So then sometimes it brings up uncomfortable conversations where like, okay, I need to do this, but we also uh, like, who's going to take practicality like okay if I'm gonna have this morning routine and that's when it feels aligned like for me to just get up before I do the morning routine like practicalities I get up and I get help my daughter get ready for school like I get ready I get my daughter ready we that's our like connection time we snuggle it, there's just a lot in that like that it, half hour 45 minutes of her getting ready for school and then my husband takes her to school. Whereas a year ago, mm. I used to take her to school and he used to pick up. And so we were doing this shared low, but now he takes her to school. And that's when I do this routine and I pick her up. And so it was a very simple swap that Ooh, neither yeah. of us had considered for a while <laughs> till I started thinking like, this is when I actually do this work best when I start my day like this. The question I kept asking is like, how can I make this possible? And then finally, the simplest answer landed on me. Like, just ask your husband if he wants to take her and you pick up. And he was like, sure, no problem. And I was like, oh, great. <laughs> awesome. Oh, that's another really poignant truth we should not pass over is that uh, us in the mother role and the female role, we always tend to feel like we're obligated to do everything. And it's, it's scary to ask for what we want, but when you step forward and do it, he was like, yeah, no problem at all. You're like, Oh gosh, that big monster that was sitting on my shoulder for however long or hours, weeks, years, whatever it is for some people, it yeah. wasn't that big a deal. Yeah. 
hundred percent. Yeah. Wasn't it all. And so now I created the space here to do this morning work and, um, Mm, that's very inspirational huge shift huge shift (laughs) is there an example like can you think of what it was like before you started doing this routine versus after yeah totally so and it's been layered like it's not for me personally i feel like it's a lot of small steps to lead to bigger changes so you know um, I had a brick and mortar physical therapy yoga clinic and it was successful on paper. It was profitable, but, um, I was working weekends. I was, I would start my day first thing. At, I, I, I had this thought, I had this belief that the more I did, the more success would, would bring. And I also had, you know, thoughts and beliefs passed down from previous generations of you have to work hard to to make a significant revenue. Um, If you're not working hard, you are what you mentioned before, you're lazy, like all those things. So I really had to work with those beliefs and um, just make small changes to the schedule. So I started moving online and kind of pivoting in my business prior prior to the pandemic. And the pandemic, mm. in a way, uh, opened the door like, oh, okay, like the pivot was needed anyways. Like I bought mm. the she shed um, and moved here to the she shed six months before the pandemic hit. And then that was like a big evidence for me of how strong my intuition can be if I really do just listen to those nudges. Like because mm. then the pandemic hit and I already was pivoting, I, truthfully, I was in the perfect place and I was like, okay. This is a good reminder uh, to keep going. And, but I still had to refine my schedule of um, letting go of driving everywhere, doing back-to-back-to-back people, uh, teaching evening classes where I would come home at like 9.30, 10 o'clock and wake up my daughter, uh, lead weekend trainings where I'd come home on a Sunday evening and my daughter would be like, mama, I missed you, you know, and then you know, she was starting to go to school. So then she was gone during the week. And before we, I had, when she was a toddler, I had Mondays with her. Monday was mommy and her day. But then, you know, she started kindergarten and preschool. And so she, so we, we didn't have those Mondays anymore, but my schedule didn't change to reflect that. I was still teaching on the weekends Mm. and I thought I had to keep those. Um, And so I really had to do the hard work of, trusting the process, um, but also working with the practicalities of like the modern world. Like if I say no to this, maybe what do I need to replace? So then I'm not putting my business and my life in a risky, risky, vulnerable place. Right. Um, but also trusting that the process will unfold. Uh, so I let go of a lot of uh, weekend workshops, which I was doing. I let go of the weekend classes first. And I started to supplement with doing, now I lead workshops online and and during the week. And that fills me up. I'm still serving my people. It's just at a different time, slightly different (laughs) location. (laughs) Yeah. And it seemed like this huge, scary thing, right? But then, just because it was different, it was unknown. And I had to learn how to sit with that discomfort. And I think that's, you know, that's another thing I had on the list is like, 
tapping into, you know, how you're called to show up, working mm. with your schedule and, you know, allowing the unknowns and maybe sometimes the discomfort. Like I think for sometimes, especially like intuitives and sensitive people and empaths, right? We, for example, on consults, I used to feel the other person's whatever they were feeling, whether it be like fears or like, oh my gosh, like this is a big investment. And then I yeah. would take that on and I would literally freeze. And I'd be like, okay, thanks for showing up. Sure, bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's such a good point, right? Because a lot of us are meeting with people, no matter if it's in person, right now it's not really much, but online and the whole yeah, the whole process of meeting in front of them is kind of scary. And then, yeah, you feel it and you're like, I've, I've done the same thing where I'm like, I totally sense that they don't have, like they're in the lack, they don't have to invest. And so I just, I just don't even ask. Yeah. Yeah. And, and some of it is like, that is their work and that's how we can help them. And yeah. It's learning how to recognize that first, because then, you know, you're in your bubble, so you don't have to take on their stuff um, and, and recognizing it. Okay, this is the moment where I can help support them. I can, this discomfort of theirs can be present. And this was a huge mm. awakening for me too, when I first started teaching yoga classes. I, like, mm. I just remember like holding them in plank pose. I could feel their discomfort and I would take them mm. out. I would take them out of the struggle like mm. way too early, like where they need to build the strength, you know? And um, so it's learning how to, uh, one of my coaches, she says this, it's like learning how to be the driver of the car, where we can be the driver of the car and fear and discomfort, right? It can be in the car with us. We don't have to resist it. We don't have to block it. We don't have to try to avoid it or we can acknowledge its presence, but it doesn't need to give us backseat driving advice. We can say, hey, like, type it down back here. I got this. You can sit here in the car with me. I can feel you. But at the same time, like, I'm the driver in the car. I'm like, I am grounded in my certainty and my confidence of like how I can help them. And then just getting curious of to like, what what is it are they really searching for? And just asking those questions. And maybe still they're not like the right fit to work with you. Maybe still it's not the right time. Maybe still like they really just don't have the cash in the bank and that is okay. But like they're maybe, maybe they do and they're just fear. They just have a lot of fear, right? Yeah. And maybe they are appropriate to work with you, but you'll never know if, if we just like feel that and we're like freeze and be like, okay, bye. <laughs> or, or like jump in the pool with them where like we, we think their story mm -hmm. is reality when in mm. fact it is just a story. Yeah. It's just a fear story that we can, like you said, we can be there to help them do the work to push through that and to excel. And it's not just us that they're presenting this emotion, this fear or this false story. It's everybody they're meeting with because it's theirs to work through. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thriving mm -hmm. intuitives type below. If this, is helping you possibly have a breakthrough with any of your calls and your meetings or consultations. So, so important. I, I also don't want to pass over the bubble. You've said that twice and I haven't stopped mm -hmm. to acknowledge. I think the bubble is really important. 
And uh, for, yeah, for me, I, I do. And I think for yeah. empaths, if you yeah. feel like you're sensitive and take on to other people's stuff, and that's just my, um, tactically, that's just my representation because you can do whatever like uh, way to seal yourself in that calls to you. I like the bubble because, and I, I think of, you know, the bubbles that we, the wands, like that kind of bubble or soap bubble, because it mm. has the translucency, it has a little shimmer, has a little yeah. color, uh, and it has a translucency where I can see and feel still, still through the bubble, but I don't have to bring it into the bubble, right? Mm -hmm. So I like to, to really be able to feel. And, but for some people, I know there's probably a lot of Reiki practitioners where, you know, maybe a, a, like a gold light might work or mm. other people might need a firmer boundary. Mm. Um, so like glass where maybe they yeah. can see still, but it's, it's thicker, you know, yeah, so you like gotta that. explore like tactically, like maybe what is the structure or um, like material <laughs> and what's the word? Envelope. Well, essentially protect your aura, right? Envelop yeah. is the word I think I love. Envelop your yeah. aura. Yeah. When I go through the consultations with the human design and I talk through people's white centers, and those are the centers that can be the most invasive, right? As an empath where you feel the most influenced and maybe, you know, dragged through the mud or drained, right? Those centers when they're open and you're unconscious about them. Um, mm -hmm. So I love to talk about it, how you can put up a mirror, you know, Ooh, so depending on mm -hmm. what center is related to. So put that mirror up, you know, and allow, like you said, allow that person in the back seat to have the fear, allow that person to be able to sit with whatever they have. And once you become a mirror in that area, you can still sit with them and hold space, but you're not absorbing it like a sponge. Yeah. And sometimes I'm learning too. Some of those feelings, and this might be a whole other conversation, and I'm not a psychologist, but sometimes those, those feelings that come up are feelings that we actually needed. Maybe sometimes our needs weren't being met as a child. And so we want to either comfort ourselves or for them, they, they didn't get their needs met as a child. And we want to comfort them in mm -hmm. some ways, which you know, is a whole other thing. But again, it's just recognizing it. And is it really, is that really the work that needs to be done? Is, is are, are you the person to do that work? Or maybe it's an awareness and then like an appropriate referral is needed. Yeah. Yeah. It's not always your problem to solve. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I like that. I was going to say another way it shows up with empaths and stuff is like visibility on social media or our marketing for the business is like this fear of being judged, this fear, is it, is it safe to be visible? Um, this fear of getting it hundred percent right and perfect and, and doing it all in, in a precise way when that can hold us back a lot. And really we just, you just got to show up. And, and again, stay true to yourself and know that like some people, yeah, it's some people are, are going to be turned off and, and that's okay because you're going to call your people to you. Yeah. 
Yeah, they always say, and if you're doing the marketing right, you will repel people as well as attract them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think that's another quality of the highly sensitive and the empaths is that the fear of offending other people and hurting other people's feelings because we're so sensitive is something that we take in. It's very important to us. And we don't want to do that. We don't want to offend anybody. And it could also come back to a fear of maybe not feeling loved or enough, depending on what's happened in our childhood. But just the overall arching uncomfortableness, like you don't want to make anyone feel bad, but that's not your responsibility right? It's like, you just have to be you most authentically and vulnerably. And if it's triggering something in them, that actually may be a really good thing, even though you feel bad, because that's work that they need to work on, uh, you know, on their own journey and path and their spiritual journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Gosh, this is so beautiful. I love this conversation. Um, We're coming almost to a close here. I want to make sure we have time for some uh, rapid fire questions about you. Sure. And did you want to, before we do that, did you want to share about what you are, what's, what you're doing? What are you offering? Anything fun and special that's happening? Yeah, actually next week, if this marketing stuff kind of talked to you, I have a free uh, fall in love with marketing bootcamp and you know, Because of my nature, like when I say boot camp, I'm, I'm not like rah, rah. But, <laughs> not like but, a real boot camp, like, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's the energetic boot. But, you know, I think sometimes having that like kind of structure and that little nudge sometimes is helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, but what it really is, is like a boot camp to help awaken some, like for me personally, I used to have that fear of marketing, of being judged, of being criticized. And I didn't want to show up, but then I learned how to have a different perspective where I love to create. And I think a lot of sensitive uh, people that are highly sensitive and empath and intuitive have creative, a lot of creativity within them that shows up externally in a lot of ways. And so I really learned how to um, use that in my marketing and what I do to feel safe and all that. So, um, it's a five-day boot camp it's free uh they can sign up sign up for that so i have that next week actually oh fun that'll be fun to do okay and we can sign up where on your website or while you're dropping that link is i wanted to just share a little bit more about the energy that's coming up for the mercury retrograde it's going to be shifting actually so we won't be feeling so much revisitation of our you know deep past you know pains um but it is also a really good time to be able to have a conversation with somebody, not so much out of the victim mentality like we're talking about, but out of the like heal yourself first, hold space for yourself. Just as I did a couple days ago, I shared a very vulnerable post and yeah, so many things came up for me. So I was able to literally just be and, you know, put on some music, some healing music, release it, cry, get it out, do whatever I needed to do, be there for my inner child. And then I was able to release it, move on. And a couple of days I was able to revisit. So maybe you need to revisit something in a conversation with somebody to be able to move forward or move, you know, beyond and kind of split your separate ways. But now in Libra, with it being about relationship, being about the balancing of the justice, you know, the fairness, Mm -hmm. and also it being about harmony, 
this is now the time to kind of revisit something so you can move forward. And so on October um, 9th in our Western area, if you're over in India, then it's actually tomorrow, October 8th, is a time where Mars is um, conjunct the sun. And that's also going to be right in line conjunct with Mercury. So all of this is kind of interacting with us and it's shifting us more towards activating our ego. So what is, you know, who are you are some really great journaling questions. Who am I? And these are seeds to be planted for the next few months. Like really deep down, what am I doing? You know, are are you like scattered all over the place? What's that one thing that you truly want to hone in on in your business? That is your passion, that is your magic sauce, and that lights you up. And really have the introspection on some of those seed questions. What am I doing? Who am I? What direction am I taking? Where do I want this to go in six months, let's say? And really focus in on those beautiful seeds of intention now also with the new moon just um, that has occurred. So all of that is going to be shifting and you'll feel a little bit more of that drive, but still don't jump the gun and like tackle anything. Just take your time, be slow, do all of your planning behind the scenes and the um, introspection. And then once that it, um, it, go, it stations straight, which is on October 18th, then you'll feel a lot more readiness and energy to push forward, to launch something, to keep the drive going. So that's just a bit of some energetic advice for you there <laughs> and what's going on with Mars interacting with Mercury um, in the retrograde and how it's going to be exiting and how you can harness it. Love that. Perfect. One of our thriving intuitives is saying, one thing I do is I expand my energy field beyond the universe so that the feelings I get from others can flow through me. I transmute it, so to speak, and I see it, I feel it, pull it through, and then on Mm. the other side and release it. Yeah, that's amazing. If you have the ability to do that, for me, um, what happens because sometimes I just get so stuck in the moment, I, I, it gets stuck in me and in the moment I'm not able to release it. So that's really amazing that you have that ability to do that. Mm, It's a beautiful (laughs) practice, which which kind of speaks to what she is gearing up to do, right? Is to be, is to be channeling that for people and a healer is what she is. So it's beautiful. That's amazing. Awesome. Love that. I love it. Before we end, I wanted to ask you some fun questions about you. So what is your favorite food? Oh, oh goodness. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you my favorite texture of food right now that as because of my sensitivity, because like I'm so hypermobile and my tissue has this ability to expand not so much like contract sometimes is um, soft food. So like I love like cooked or roasted like vegetables or just like smoothies. <laughs> my, my husband calls it the mush diet. The mush diet. <laughs> Which Mashed doesn't sound good. Smoothies. Yeah, but it doesn't sound good at all. But it actually is like very nourishing to me. So like soups. Mm. Or mm-hmm. just like anything like that. My body is able to absorb the nutrients and it's very energizing. It's I, my colon doesn't have to work so hard to like break it down, like versus like yeah. raw food. Right. So like just like a lot of cooked salads in a way or soups yeah. or smoothies. And that, that's kind of my go-to. <laughs> Ooh, I love that. That's so great. There okay. you go. 
We have another yum, yum, broccoli and cheese soup. That's so like, mm, and it's fall. So it's so nice and comforting. Mm -hmm. What is your favorite music? Um, it really depends on the day. Uh, what, what I feel called to share here is like in the mornings or when I pick my daughter up from school. So now it's more in the afternoon. Uh, we, she never really got into a lot of like the children type songs, but do you know what her and I share a love for is, um, Bhakti type music, um, like chanting and mantra type music. Oh, cool. Yeah. So she loves it because it's like repetitive. So she can sing. And like the vibrations are just very uh, healing and calming. And so her and I are kind of into that type of music right now. Um, Oh, that's so that's so special. I love that you're instilling that in her. So she's already got the healing vibrations going on. Mm -hmm. She sounds like an old soul. So pretty. (laughs) She's old soul. (laughs) I love it. Um, what is the, uh, book on your nightstand? Oh, what are you reading right now? <laughs> Speaking of reading, by the way, in this retrograde, also finish up any books you have half read. Don't start a new oh, one. Goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I, my nightstand. <laughs> okay. I just choose high. one book to finish. <laughs> okay. So, um, oh goodness. What am I reading? It was the... The one by Kimberly Ann Johnson. I think it's like The Call of the Wild. How We Heal. Trauma, Awaken Our Own Power. Mm-hmm. Use yeah. it for good. Yeah, Use and it it's, it's by Kimberly Ann Johnson. And, you know, she she has some things to say about those of us that are in Western medicine, like physical therapy that I don't necessarily agree with. However, yeah. she brings up a lot of great points and reminders in this book. So there, it is a good book. I just finished it. Um, so I, I do recommend that book. I love that you have both of the balance because I think it's important not to be too far Western, too far, you know, natro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a good balance. But that's me and my Gemini. I love to have all the perspectives. Not Gemini, like, in the Gemini, too. Ah, my North Nose and Gemini. So I have a huge, strong pull towards that. Yes. Yeah. So your Sun mm-hmm. Signs and Gemini? Uh-huh. Yeah. That makes sense. Yes. Yes, I love that. <laughs> and then what's your favorite nature spot? Uh, anywhere outdoors, but I love the ocean. I'm always called to water. And if, uh, water's not available, like a body of water, then, um, the forest, Mm. trees, lush green. Gorgeous. I love that. I love consistently that water is the answer to mostly that. I think I've had one person who didn't say water, but Ah. you know, the forest was it. I love it. It's just so magical, you know, the ocean something about it it was grounding too yeah so calming mm-hmm. it's been such a beautiful conversation and a pleasure to have you here allison thank I you i appreciate everyone who's been on here live watching uh, make yes, sure also you. um to join both of our groups if you're listening on the podcast the thriving um intuitive uh, women entrepreneurs is mine and hers ignite your wellness is her facebook yeah. group well, the group is uh, health. That's my website, which they can get to the group from there. But okay. the group is health and wellness for a stressed out entrepreneur. Perfect. I really, really appreciate you being here. Thank you, everyone, for watching. And remember, keep your unique light shining. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs>